Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for having me on. So my name is Mr. D. Uh, I like to call myself the football philosopher. Uh, by way of short introduction, I went, have been a Broncos fan since 1984. I uh, went to University of Denver there. Um, I actually wrote for a couple years under the name The Skipper Dude for, for Mile High Report, if anybody old-timers remember me. Um, unfortunately, life got in the way and I had to move on. But, uh, but my, my background is in IT and uh, IT management, project management, things like that. And, and I, I really enjoy organizational philosophy and uh, as it relates to football especially. And, and having watched the career of John Elway especially, John Elway is one of the most fascinating management pro, you know, uh, profiles you'll ever see. And uh, so you can almost make a, make a you know, hobby or a career out of... Out of uh, uh, you know, understanding John Elway in, in his career. But regardless, um, goes back to, I go back to 1984. I like to say that um, I was there the day that uh, John Elway lined up as a rookie under guard, but the truth is I wasn't. That was 1983. I came in the next year, um, watched them. First game I ever watched the Broncos play was week two, 1984. They lost to the Bears 27 nothing, and I kind of wondered, okay, what have I gotten myself into? Turns out that uh, that Bears defense was a pretty good defense. Broncos ended up going 13-3 and that year, and um, of course, a star was born with, with John Elway. So as we remember John Elway, those of us who, who have followed his career, we all remember the, the, the highs uh, with John. This one's for John. We remember the five Super Bowls, we remember the drive, we remember the famous helicopter play, we remember the, the, the great John Elway, and, and I think in, in reality, even looking at things, his, his career as a quarterback, he, he was legitimately one of the top five quarterbacks in, in NFL history, and I think that um, um, not everybody will agree, but, but they should. Tom Brady's going to go down as probably the most accomplished quarterback of all time. Peyton Manning, in my opinion, was the best um, Drew Brees, Brett Favre, Tom Brady again, the most prolific, you know, putting up just unbelievable numbers. Joe Montana, the biggest gamer. Um, Dan Marino, probably the best pure passer. But in my mind, at least, John Elway was the quarterback who did the most with the least talent around him. And, and he really, just like the you said in your your intro, or the little piece, cute piece in your intro, he, he was a cowboy. I mean, he, he was... High risk, high reward. He, he was um, definitely a maverick as as a uh, as a quarterback. So what people tend to forget, though, with John Elway and those of us who remember back and watched him, remember this as well. Remember that he loved to throw into triple coverage, and and you know through a lot of interceptions because of that. He'd throw eighty mile an hour. Um, fastballs to to his running backs out of the backfield and and clank off their off their shoulder pads um you know he he in big games he, he'd throw crossing patterns uh, passes 15 yards over over his receiver's head you know it's kind of there were days when when he, he he felt more like tim tebow out on on the field than than he did john elway um you, you remember 19 Anybody remembers 1994, um, game one against San Diego. They were driving for a game-winning touchdown, and, and 
he he was they were literally in the red zone and and he goes back to pass and and ball slips out of his hand hits his helmet pops up in the air and junior Seau from san diego chargers intercepts it and and so those types of things we have a tendency to to forget as john with john elway that, that not only was he one of the greats but but at, at times he could be he could be manningly inconsistent um, and you had to look at his career body of of work to really appreciate just how how great he was. He was a guy who could throw his team on his shoulders and and often did because he didn't have much talent around him. But um, you know sometimes it it led to great things. It led to some big big seasons, um, and other times it was it was a disaster. So. What I wanted to talk about today, though, was John Elway, the general manager, the team president, and and really what you're looking at with John Elway, team president, is the same John Elway. It's it's the John Elway who who could who could you know throw throw a ball into the dirt with a crossing pattern, and, and next thing you know, he'd roll out to the left and uh, you know launch a ball 70 yards in the air. And hit Vance Johnson in in stride for a touchdown. I mean, he he really was, as a GM, I think he's kind of bringing a little bit of that that same that same cowboy approach. So, with with that said, I want to go back a little bit and look at some Broncos history and talk about contention windows. Um, for anybody who's who's not aware, there's a certain ebb and flow in in the uh, NFL and, and basically especially with with free agency with um, the draft the way it is with the salary cap with with um, you know parity scheduling all that kind of thing you, you end up with with um, um, nobody can compete for a Super Bowl every year. It's just unrealistic. And, and unfortunately, we have this terrible example of the New England Patriots who, who are really kind of a one-off, a freak show, um, a, a, a relationship between Brady and Belichick that has probably never happened before. Probably the closest ever has been Joe Montana and, and Bill Walsh. Um, but they, they, they contend every single year. Don't look at them as an example. There's no way that a John Elway, that a any owner, any general manager, any team president in the NFL can field a team that contends every single year. And you're, you're only going to get close if you have a legendary quarterback. So the Broncos in history, you look at the Broncos and you kind of pick them up as a franchise in in 1977 78 when they had their first contention window and and that of course we know that that uh you know big big couple of wins against the uh Steelers and the and the Raiders put them on the map you had the orange crush defense red miller and of course the lost the cowboys in the super bowl but you had kind of a short window that um closed not too long after that and then you had about a five-year, keep this in mind, five-year um, wait until the next contention window, which actually started in 1984. 1983, of course, when John Elway was was uh, was drafted. 
and uh, by 1984, you know, they, they went 13-3, and three, uh, made the playoffs, and um, uh, 1984, and then by 1986, of course, that's when they, they got to the Super Bowl the first time, and then had, well, it's probably been the, uh, possibly the most prolific and, and long-lived um, contention window in history and guess what it's because they had a legendary quarterback in in John Elway in his prime and so for six seasons 1984 through 1989 they were they were in contention they they had a shot at winning the Super Bowl pretty much every year it finally ended I think they finally just ran out of steam with the 19 with Super Bowl 23 and Joe Montana and the the 59 to 55 10 debacle obviously and that then set off a period of another five or six years of of rebuilding so 1990 they went five and 11 1991 they did get back to the uh the the playoffs 12 and 4 but then after that 1992 8 and 8 9 and 7 blown out by the raiders 42 to 4 24 1993 1994 they went 7 and 9 1995 they went 8 and 8 so basically you had a contention window with John Elway followed by another six years of poor, you know, basically rebuilding. And then, of course, we all know the, the history from there. 1996, he had maybe the best Broncos team in history. The first Mike Shanahan team, 13-3, and the one that had the the uh, uh, disastrous loss and, and mournful loss to uh, Jacksonville in, in the playoffs. But then that kicked off, of course, a, um, a, a three-year contention um, window, 1996, 97, 98, and, and uh, with two Super Bowls. So after that, you know, that now, now you're in 1999, LA, John Elway retires. Mike Shanahan really kind of goes from being a mastermind to being kind of an ordinary head coach. And now you have a rebuilding cycle that went another, guess what, five or six years. And, and by 2005, you had, you had Jake Plummer in place. You, you had a team that was pretty good, 13-3 um, thir- and three that year. They lost to Pittsburgh in the AFC Championship at home, another heartbreaker. And, and that short contention window um, ended after pretty much one year, just 2000 2005. And so, of course, now we're here to 2006, and so we have another, guess what, six years of, of um, real below average average play until um, it, it finally culminating with uh, Josh McDaniels and that whole disaster, and the Broncos basically bottomed out as an organization. And then 2012, of course, we came, and uh, John Elway came in and... and uh, 2011 and, and, two, and then 2012 landed Peyton Manning and uh, opened up suddenly and very quickly and and uh, very urgently set up another contention window that, that went four years, um, 2012 through 2015, thanks to, of course, a legendary quarterback, Peyton Manning. So so since then, of course, you know, Peyton Manning, that, that contention window um, died uh, pretty much in 2015. It was, you know, barely made it to the to the Super Bowl and 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 won the Super Bowl. But but um, after 2015, really, you you had uh, to to start over. The Broncos had to start over, and I think for the first time, 
what you saw with, with John Elway is an opportunity to build the team in his image. Um, the very first, you know, he, he had a strange first few years where, where he began with, um, you know, first having to just build some credibility. He, built some, he, he took over a team that not only was, was um, had, had been, had gotten the number two pick in the draft um, with Josh McDaniel, but had embarrassed themselves with a cheating scandal and, and had just become an embarrassment of, of the league. And so um, he brought in John Fox and, and helped to restore some credibility and and really kind of started to, to right the ship. And I think, in my mind at least, um, he went, he, he didn't go the direction he wanted to with Peyton Manning. And I think that was just a gift that he saw, he went after, and, you know, he, he probably didn't even think he would. I mean, it looked like Peyton Manning was going to go to San Francisco, but he ended up with Denver. And basically, you ended up having John Elway have to build a team around Peyton Manning, and which you know was was certainly a difficulty um, for him. But he he did it. John Fox was clearly not not the coach. Um, completely underachieved, especially in the playoffs. Uh, embarrassing Super Bowl against Seattle. An embarrassing loss to to the Colts um, the following year, and and then. Um, he brought in Gary Kubiak just just as somebody kind of as an emergency to uh, to take over and and to see the team through to the the Super Bowl, which he did, and and um, so so he was able to to win that Super Bowl and then beyond you know, after that start to rebuild the team in what I believe to be John Elway's true image. And so, what is John Elway's true image? Well, as a manager, one of the things I believe in, and, and we're taught in management school, is that you, you look at heroes and anti-heroes, right? So, so you, you um, try to pattern, your, pattern yourself out of watch people who work well, watch people who don't work well, um, and trying to pattern yourself to a certain extent. And so as John Elway was looking around, I, I suspect, I mean, for, he wanted to create a team, obviously, in his own image, according to his own priorities, but whose priorities were it? I mean, you've got some good organizations, good franchises out there, the Green Bay Packers who build through the draft, uh, and the Philadelphia Eagles who, who always seem to be um, a, a solid franchise. The Patriots, no, don't even just don't, don't even go there because that, that's just that's never going to be repeated. But, but where I think John Elway found his inspiration was with the Pittsburgh Steelers and to where... He wanted a team like the Steelers, basically based on kind of a smash-mouth approach, one that was adaptable to its, its talent, but was going to kind of be in contention or on the outside of contention most years and occasionally would be able to step up and, and you know, really go for it in, in certain years. And, and, uh, but but his, his philosophy... Of win now and 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 always um, and win now and in the future was was basically I think pulled from the Pittsburgh Steelers and so he went to start making his his team in that image and went out and got a head coach that was Mike Tomlin 
And, and I think that that's where he came up with the idea of, of bringing in Vance Joseph. He, he was a guy who's not, not an excellent and O's guy, not, you know, not the, um, uh, the super wunderkind um, Kyle Shanahan type exciting head coach, but more just a stable, solid guy who could handle the locker room, who could uh, manage a staff, who could evaluate talent. Um, he didn't have to worry about being a GM because Elway had that under control. He didn't have to worry about, you know, offensive defense coordinators because he was going to bring in legitimate, solid OCs and DCs. And, and so he could just be the head coach. And, and I think that that was really the philosophy that, that drove him to, to take Vance Joseph. And then, you know, of course, Elway also decided he wanted to go out and get his own Ben Roethlisberger, which he did and um, in, in the name of Paxton Lynch. And, of course, you know, that's, that's, been, bad, that's been a you know, horrible disaster. So, so let's talk about real quick um, the current contention window for for the Broncos. What what's it going to take to get there? What what does a team need to do to you know once you've closed a contention window like we did in 2015, and you're looking to open up another one, you need probably five or six years to really get there. What do you have to do to get there? Well, number one, um, you've got to shed your big contracts. You've got to get rid of your bad contracts, just kind of clean house. Look at how the Rams have done it. They, they spent years and years just cleaning house of, of bad contracts. Um, and I think Elway's done a pretty good job of that. He's got, of course, Von Miller's huge contract, but Von Miller's worth the money. The only real bad contract he has at this point is uh, Demarius Thomas, and that's probably one that he's going to shed at the end of this year. Is, is my guess. So that's number one. Shed, shed your big contracts. Um, number two, create an identity. The team needs an identity. Um, are you going to be, you know, are you going to be smash mouth? Are you going to be prolific on offense? Usually uh, most of your Super Bowl teams, if you think about it, are, are freakishly good in one attribute of the game and they're solid everywhere else. And I think John Elway's idea is that the Broncos be freakishly good at rushing the passer and and basically solid everywhere else um, now I would say at this point they don't have a personality this is a team that that just with Case Keenum at quarterback it's just a team that that struggles to to get up to to play every week that that struggle that they're, they're having internal they're having internal problems they're just not a team with an identity yet. So that's one, I think that's the next thing that really John Elway has to do in order to get this team contending again. Number three, you got to get your head coach in place. Um, is Vance Joseph the head coach to take them forward into their next contention window? I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I, I'm, you know, definitely skeptical at this point, but I'm willing to let things play out. I do like the way Vance Joseph seems to grow. Um, he learns from his mistakes, but boy, he makes so many that, um, you know, it's a little bit like a leaky boat. And and uh, and he's got some coordinators right now. Bill, Bill Musgrave is doing okay. Um, Joe Woods is just absolutely horrible. And, you know, he, he's going to have to get that coaching staff in place and solid so that by the time they've got the next contention window ready to go, They've got the coaching staff for it. And then number four, you got to get your quarterback. And and that's, I think, 
you know, one of the the biggest variables, you know, we may not like it, but but you look at around the league and and look at the teams that have sold out their futures recently to go out and and get a top quarterback. You had the Rams and 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 Eagles with Wentz and and Goff, or, you know, um do that the same year in the same draft and and overpaid um, sold out their future, but at the same time, it also helped both teams kind of turn the corner to get into championship contention. Um, th- this year, you've got you've got the Browns who with with um, um, Baker Mayfield, and and they have really kind of looked like they're starting to turn a corner. Um, I have to believe right at the moment that if the Browns and Broncos play in a neutral field, the Browns will be favored. Um, so, so, and really even Sam Darnold, um, with the Jets who, who the Jets have huge, huge optimistic hopes for him, although they don't look like they're, it's going to, um, they, they don't think it's going to happen this year, but, but, um, but they're very optimistic for the future. How, how about the Broncos? Broncos have Case Keenum who, who has looked horrible this year. Um, Chad Kelly, you know, um, is Chad Kelly the, the, Quarterback of the future, maybe, maybe not. I mean, even without the injury and off-field problems, he's he's only a second or third round pick um, when he comes out of college last year. Um, is is he a guy that that's ready to lead the Broncos into the future? I don't know. Maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. That's why I think that the Broncos need to really consider writing off this season and giving Chad Kelly the chance. Because if if you're looking forward to how you're going to get into the next contention window. You've got to have a quarterback. And guys, let's face it, Case Keenum is probably not the quarterback that's going to get you into and through your next contention window. So at this point, I think that's really what the Broncos need to, to look at is that they John always got to take a good long hard look at where where he is with with his quarterback situation as well as with his head coach and 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 make the decision looking two or three years ahead. Uh, if do they have the right guys in place? I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. We know on on the good side. You know, like I said, that they've they've taken away. They've taken care of some of the the big bad contracts, and and they've got a huge, beautiful nucleus of talent this year to build around. And, and so, you know, like like Kevin's been saying earlier, that this is not a team that was meant to contend this year, but we're, we're hoping, you know, hopeful as Bronco fans that we're kind of in the middle of this normal, typical drought between contention windows and that, you know, within a couple of years here, if we've got the right coach, the right quarterback, you know, we'll be right back in it. So that's, that's what I've got for today. Um, Kevin, I'm going to throw it back to you.